Welcome back to the Not Just Bikini Girl podcast. This is your host, Jasmine Jeffrey. And today, this is going to be part one of a mini series that I just want to do around money and competing. So there's kind of two sides of the coin, I think, which are really, really important to nail and have good understanding with. So the first bit I want to be talking about is budgeting for a show. The first thing I want you girls and guys to do is literally click the link below and I want you to download your own competing budget planner if you haven't already because this sheet that I've created should hopefully make some of the things I'm going to talk about a little bit easier. It's really, really important. I can't stress this enough. If you kind of live paycheck to paycheck like a lot of us do, it's really important long term if competing is what you want to be doing, you need to start having like a real good awareness financially of how much things are going to cost, where that's going to come and when it's going to come out of your bank account. Because I'm in my first year of competing. I like did not really plan things very well. And I remember being like loaded at the end. I think I was like four weeks out and I was like, shit, (laughs) I'm going to have to pay for everything now on top of all the little bits and bobs that you don't realize. And it was really stressful. And we all know that we do not want to increase stress, especially when we're getting closer to our show. So the more that you can understand the importance of budgeting, budget, I can't even say that word, budgeting (laughs) and kind of looking ahead, the more stress-free you're going to be. And actually you'll save money in the long run because you won't be panic buying last minute or anything like that. So the first thing I want to really look at is this competing budget planner and literally go through it. So you'll be able to see that I've segmented things with show one, show two, show three, because some of the things that you're paying out for initially, like you're going to find your first show is probably going to be the most expensive leading up to it because you're going to be paying for the federation entry fee. You're going to be paying for your shoes, your jewelry, your bikini, like all the little bits that you have to get for pre-stage and backstage. Once you've got those things, your second, third, fourth show that season isn't as expensive. So it's really important if you know what your first show is going to be to have a real good understanding of what those costings are. And then say you want to spend, I don't know, £200 a month leading up to your show and getting things here and there, then you kind of know what you need to be doing ahead of time. I have added, like you can add bits below as well if there's certain things that kind of relate to you. But it's all the little things that you don't realise really add up, like car parking, petrol, travel. Those can be real, real big ones, especially if you're travelling abroad as well. You're not going to have like a 100% understanding or know how much you know, the, the train fares are going to cost from the airport to the hotel. But it's just really, if you are really wanting to nail down exactly how much, so you're not really thrown off, you're not confused and going, oh my God, why is this costing so much? It's really, really going to be handy for you girls and guys. So in the next tab, you've got paid yet. I would, if it was me, I would put yes. And some girls I know have added an extra tab where it either says like how they paid, the day they paid. Sometimes if you go to some shows, like they kind of, they struggle to find like when you paid for something. So I always like to turn up with an email or I have the date and I say, look, I paid on this date. This is my email address. So then they can literally search it and it's literally jobs are good in. (laughs) So the competing budget planner is going to be 
your baby. Like it's got to be the thing that you're constantly referring back to, checking things as and when, and knowing when things are coming out. Because when things are getting ticked off, it will feel so much better in your head. Like don't try and hold it all in your head when you're trying to think of, have I got this? Have I got that? Because you that's when people forget things and that's when people stress and that's when people buy things last minute when they could avoid it. So next topic I want to go over relating to this competing budget planner. You're probably going to be a bit like, right, this is how much everything's costing. How do I then try and reduce that cost down? This is where it gets a little bit tricky and you have to really think about whether it's worth taking that reduced cost or if it's worth just paying the full price. And if there are things you can potentially do yourself. So I'm going to go through, again, this is another blog that I will leave the link to and it's tips to saving money on your next bodybuilding competition. Some of the things I'm going to be mentioning will not apply to you. Like there are some things in this blog that I will never ever try and do because I know my skill sets. I know what I can potentially do and not do. So I'm gonna go through every single one and then you can have a think right now and go, hmm, yeah, that's worth it to me. I can take that cost or "Mm, that's actually not worth it. I'm gonna try and do it myself. So the first thing I wanna be going over is your bikini suits. Probably one of the most expensive costs you're going to have in your budget planner, but it's probably the most essential, I would say. In terms of secondhand bikinis, I will cover that now just to make it a bit easier. If you are a first timer, I really strongly discourage you from going for a secondhand bikini because you don't know what your size is going to be like. You don't want to be buying a bikini like really far out and then you get close to show day, you realise it doesn't fit you, then you either step on stage with a bikini that doesn't fit you, or you're left with a bikini that you need to sell, and then you're paying out for another one. So first timers, do not try and buy a secondhand bikini. It really goes down to the bikini styles and designs as to whether you want to spend full money on a crystallisation, whether you want to get a plain one yourself and do it yourself. I've done both ways. My first show, I paid full for the diamantes and the crystals and everything. And don't get me wrong, it was absolutely beautiful. The next time I stepped on stage in 2018, I brought a plain bikini and I did it myself or me and my mum did it together. The result was like, okay, but I really wasn't well versed in it. Like if I did it again, I would like probably learn a bit more about what the best way is to put the crystals on because I put it way too far apart and it kind of it was okay as I say but it wasn't the best result I probably could have done another thing you can do is just buy like maybe this I don't know I'm trying to think examples like I know black eyes do levels one two three four five Georgia has a similar sort of um setup but she calls them like empress level and queen level and all that sort of thing but don't I think if you are trying to save a little bit of money then if you are looking at a level like the full crystal bikini then potentially see if you can just come down a level and still get the nice bikini and the nice design that you're kind of after I know another way that you can be saving money like Georgia Rose bikinis does do rentals so that's another way if you're not too sure what sort of color you want or you maybe just want to try a federation and you're not really sure if, say for example, you want to try IFBB, but you don't want to be buying like a Del Monte 
connector bikini, then doing a rental from Georgia Rose is going to be really, really handy for you. I know Black Ice do do discounted outlets, so they do sell ex-sponsor suits, which is another way that you can reduce costs. So it's one of those that it's, you can't, I don't think you should really be trying to save money on the fit of your bikini because the fit of your bikini is everything. On the flip side, the whole diamante crystallization, it's really down to you and up to you as to what you want to do. I've had some people come in the tanning ten and I wouldn't have known that they've done it themselves. I wouldn't have known that it was a second hand. I wouldn't have known that it was a level three instead of a level four. So it's really, really down to you as to whether that reduction of cost is worth it. Because sometimes you can think, oh, I'm gonna save a bit of money, but it doesn't actually do anything for your mindset. It makes you not feel as good. So I'll leave that with you girls to kind of mull over. But the next thing I wanna be talking about is competition tan. Again, a really, really important one. You don't really, again, first timer. I think your first time is probably the most expensive season I would say you have because you will most likely pay for everything up front because it is the best way to do it. You don't wanna leave anything to chance. And I liked paying for everything because then all the questions I had, I asked them when I was there. So it was kind of market research, but competition tan, First timer, I would advise to purchase the tan with the providers. If you have done like a few shoots and maybe you're used to like the pro tan base coat, then I always say this, but it's a really, really good way if you are looking to save a bit of money is to do your own base coat with the application, the self-application DIY, and then do the top coat with the tanners. I will leave a link for the base coat and the tutorial that I did when I was doing my photo shoot and I just literally whacked some pro tan uh, base coat on me. So there are ways to save. Sometimes I think the cost, like it's, if you're just doing it as like a one-off, doing the base coat yourself and doing the top coat with the tanners probably doesn't work out amazing, but say you're doing three or four shows and you're paying for your base coat and then doing the top coat like elsewhere, you're probably gonna save maybe approximately 50, 60 quid, something like that. But it is handy to know, I do think it is like a good skill and it's handy to know if you ever wanna compete abroad, for example, um, how to do your own tan. So I'll leave all the links there for you guys to check out. But the next one I want to be going into is more like an overall one. I say like show planning and like logistics. It is better if you can try, obviously some people, if, for example, I know Scotland, it can be quite difficult to find shows that are close to you, but try as much as you can if you are trying to, you know, overall reduce your costings of your competing um, season, try and pick shows which are close to you. That's what I did every single time and I still do it now. I'm quite blessed in the sense that I live in Northampton, so it's quite a central location. But I know some people will want to travel a little bit further because it's like the golden show and they're like, oh, like fear of missing out. Don't really want to be going for the smaller regional when it's like, it's pretty much the same, it's the same experience. If you're going for the same show and it's a different location, it's going to be a similar experience. I just wouldn't really go balls deep and go all out and travel like, I don't know, for two, three hours just so you can go to that show in comparison to maybe going for like the same federation, but a show which is closer to you, if that makes sense. Another way as well, 
if you are getting a bit of like a network together of people around you that competes, then maybe try and share a hotel together, share the cost of the tan or share the cost of the hotel. Like there's loads of different ways that you can kind of share things which really do bring it down, especially if you're paying for a hotel room by yourself. If that's a hundred pound a night and you've got your friend with you, 50 quid each, that's a real, real big way. And it improves the experience because then you've got your little like show day buddy, which I think is always really, really good fun. Next things. Shoes, jewellery, makeup, false nails. So I've spoken about shoes before, um, so I won't kind of cover over a crazy amount of that. But what I will say is the more information you take in about shoes, the better choices you are going to make and the less mistakes you are going to make. The better mistakes, the better decisions you're going to make and the less mistakes you will make. If you're just willy-nilly buying shoes, not really taking much of the information in that's provided out there, then you, in the long run, are gonna spend more money. I see a lot of girls buy Diamante, like lip, for example, or like just any Diamante, to be honest, any Diamante style, then they've gone, they spent all that money on the Diamante and then they're like, oh, I actually don't like the style of this. And it's like, well, you've just bought Diamante and it's a bit like, <laughs> always buy plain originally because they can be your practice pair and you can get to know the style, get to comfortable with the shoe, and then your show day pair, for example, can be the, mo- the more expensive one. But the more you understand about shoes, the less mistakes and the less money you will be spending out on them. With jewellery, I would say there's not really like a mad amount I would say you can really do in terms of jewellery and saving money on that. It's just having like a good baseline, like a good amount of like bracelets that you like maybe I always say two bracelets one to two rings two pairs of earrings boom done another thing as well if you take care of your jewelry so when they're not being used leave them in a cool dry place out of sunlight and that will keep them really really nice like some people they kind of just leave them with their jewelry stand out in the open right near light and then they get to like their next year and like with oxidization and light that's been exposed to the jewellery, it has started to kind of fade away. So take care of your shoes, take care of your jewellery, and it means that you're not going to have to be spending out extra for it. Also, if you do have extra pieces of jewellery, I always think that's quite a nice way to switch up a look quite quickly in between shows. If you have different jewellery, maybe your different hair, maybe slightly different makeup, like all those little tweaks can be really, really good if you want to change up your look without spending more money on another bikini suit for example makeup this is where i would never ever ever (laughs) try and do my own makeup because i know my skill set i am bloody useless i'm lucky if i can get some eyebrows on me and some mascara that looks half decent so for me i will always spend full price on makeup because i am useless however if georgia rose doesn't come with me if i ever compete abroad then I, that's probably when I would look to do like a virtual makeup lesson with her so I can actually learn the process and get more skills in it. If you are like quite, yeah, if you enjoy doing your own makeup, then I would definitely say 
get a virtual lesson booked in with Georgia Rose because then she can teach you, like if you have a solid idea of the look you wanna kind of create, then she can go through that with you. You can learn with her and then you're set and ready to go. I, I do think long-term the makeup stitch is probably something I'm gonna have to learn a bit more, but it really comes down to you and yourself. Like some people I see, their makeup is amazing and they do it themselves and like jealous as hell. Um, and same with hair as well, right? So. It's, you can save money on it, but if you are a first-timer, I would say reduce the stress. Like, spend money on the hair, spend money on the makeup. Because then you get, like, a really good perspective on what they like and what they do, and then you can take that forward with you. Another thing I speak about as well is, like, false nails. Because I, I think my first show, I spent, like, a lot of money. Like, for me, it's a lot of money. Like, my perspective on it. But someone else, spending 60 quid on... A gel, manicure and pedicure doesn't seem like a lot, but for me, I don't personally think it's worth it, okay? So if you are like me and you don't want to be spending that money, I see this is the thing, it's, it really is down to personal preference because I will happily spend money on makeup, but I wouldn't happily spend money on nails. Do you see what I mean? So it really is like a personal, like personal preference sort of thing and there's no right or wrong. But yeah, in terms of false nails, you can just get some real nice, simple, plain ones. Um, and sometimes I think I kind of buy like a clear silver nail polish that I kind of put on top, which looks quite nice, like a little bit of sparkle. So it really is personal preference. I would not get extensions just because once the show's over, I just want to take them off. That's just the way I am with nails. Right, I've just gone through my little checklist and I think I have pretty much covered everything I wanted to. But the main thing I wanna say is the easiest way to not waste money down the drain is to get clued up. Really get knowledgeable of every single detail of this sport because the more knowledge you have, the better choices you are going to make and the less money you will be spending long-term because you won't be spend, like you won't be making the mistakes and going, oh, I should have got this, but I didn't because I rushed in or I followed what that other person was doing and now I'm going to spend her again. It's one of those. It's an expensive sport to some people. To other people, it's not an expensive sport. Our sport might be cheaper than horses, for example, but it's... It is those little things that I personally find over time have helped me not spend out when I need to. Like that's the kind of, this is something I want to be going into a bit more in the next episode, but my money mindset now has changed a little bit. So I used to be very much wanting to save money on every single little thing, but sometimes it's not worth it. Like sometimes the stress that you put on yourself is not worth saving like 30, 40 quid when you could just, save that 30 40 quid elsewhere with your food shop for a month or not going to Starbucks every single week for a month or not a month. But do you know what I mean? Like those little things you can kind of save elsewhere. So I hope all of that was useful and it wasn't too much overload. But any questions or anything at all, just let me know. And make sure you do check out, if you haven't already, that Competing Budget Planner, the blog on the website about saving money and just generally all the information. Because as I say, knowledge is power 100% when it comes to this sport. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll see you guys in the next one.